0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode seven of Women Own Wealth. We are focusing on budgeting today. Uh, my podcast is based on women and your wealth, and so I really want to focus today on what role women typically play in budgeting. And I'll say, you know, it usually ends up being the buyer of the family, right? So we go to the grocery store, we do the Target, Costco runs, we purchase clothes for our kids, buy presents for a birthday parties, showers, weddings, etc. Christmas. Um, we are the gatekeepers to our families. Spending. So, with that being said, I think it's really important for us to have a handle on our budget. Uh, there's a disconnect when our husbands or partners create a budget, uh, basically because there's two separate types of buying and, and roles that people play in relationships. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions uh, when it comes to why did we spend money here? Or why did we spend money here? So, we need to come together, create a budget that everyone is on the same page for. So when we're talking budget, uh, I want you to take, uh, or excuse me. I want to encourage you uh, to take ownership in learning why there is a budget and being a part of creating the budget. So when it's time to start to spend the money or divert it to the needed places, we know where exactly we stand on a month-to-month basis. So let's get started. Uh, so you may ask, why do I need a budget? Well. One of the main reasons is to avoid bad credit. Uh, I know a lot of people are in credit card debt, so let's try to avoid that. Uh, A budget is a great way to do that. As you know, having credit card debt is a slippery slope, uh, creating poor credit for yourself, your spouse, uh, which in effect can create purchasing issues down the road with mortgages, cars, etc. So we want to make sure we have good credit, and like I said, a budget helps us divert away from that. I'll give you a few facts about credit card debt to give you an idea of uh, what a big issue this is in our country. Uh, I got my information uh, from Lexington Law online. Uh, 43% of Americans carry over credit card debt from month to month. So 57% use credit cards for convenience and do not carry over the debt each month. So. 43 carry over and 57 percent don't carry over uh the total revolving uh, consumer credit card debt reached reached about 1.057 trillion dollars in march of 2019. obviously you know that's a couple years ago now but uh, I, I assume with the trends and people getting stimulus, potentially that's decreased or with people losing jobs, potentially that's increased. So uh, another another point here is the average credit card balance was about 6194 in 2019 and that is from Experian. 15% of families report spending more than they receive each month and that is reported from the Federal Reserve. And we can also see that 43 to 47-year-olds carry the highest amount of credit card debt. We can probably see why. Uh, Potentially, they have kids in a lot of sports, running around, kids going into college potentially, therefore expenses might be a little higher if they're wanting to help out their kids. There's a lot of different reasons why uh, people carry credit card debt. So I don't want to continue down this credit card uh, debt rabbit hole, but I think it is important uh, to discuss how serious it is. And we can all agree that establishing a budget is the most crucial step needed to avoid that credit card debt. So uh, the second reason for creating a budget and why we need a budget is to avoid conflict in a relationship. I see a lot of my friends uh, in and groups of women that I um, am connected with have this conversation come up. Um, They have questions from their spouses or or husbands or or whatever um, that ask, you know, why did you spend so much at Target? Uh, Why are we getting so many Amazon boxes today? I mean, most of us know that Amazon boxes uh, are sometimes a laughing subject here, and we also know that one order through Amazon can come in multiple boxes on multiple days but anyways i want to get back to the point that i really do encourage a conversation about how much things actually cost at target or costco or amazon and what those those target runs and things like that actually look like also uh, to get more information from your spouse on on what they spend so then when we put all this together we know where we stand Uh, the third reason as to why i love a budget is because it helps you reach your goals So there's a lot of goals that can go into your finances, obviously retirement, spending, debt, um, college. There's lots of goals that we can reach, obviously, and creating a budget will help us reach those. So we do need to get organized in order to actually start setting those goals and achieving them. So let's dive into how we actually budget. Well, I learned a budget technique many years ago uh, when I got into the business and it has evolved over time, but this is the one that i really settled on and it makes sense in my brain. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, some of you may have heard of it already, but it is the 50-30-20 budget and here's how it works. Uh, you start by dividing your take home pay into three different buckets. So your take home pay is uh, what lands in your bank account. You divide that into three buckets, 50% so that 50% uh, of your income needs goes into a non-discretionary expense bucket. That is your needs bucket, 30% goes into the want bucket. So these are considered discretionary expenses and 20% goes towards saving and debt repayments. So we have three buckets that equal 100% so it's easy to divvy up that pie. Before we dive into each bucket individually, uh, you need to determine what your after-tax income is. And that's, like I said previously, it's what actually lands in your bank account and what you have to play with essentially each month. So if you may have uh, fluctuating income on a monthly basis, I would go back three to six months, take an average, and project from there. most people have a W-2 income that they can plan on and that is, uh, that is steady. So there's a couple different ways, but it is what lands in your bank account. So let's dive into each bucket. Bucket one is your needs bucket, okay? So these are all non-discretionary expenses. These are things that need to be taken care of each month, okay? This includes, for example, uh, in my case mortgage daycare costs utilities insurance my cell phone bill loan payments transportation like gas or or monthly parking costs and a grocery budget so these are all things that i can't avoid paying each month i need them on my day-to-day life and it needs to need these need to happen in order to just continue my my way of life in a basic way when we try to organize this bucket i would look at the last three months Uh, of statements, bank statements, credit card statements to try and find that average because I know that when we look at uh, a certain utility bill, call it a water bill, that may fluctuate especially in what season or an electric bill. So try and find a good average and project that evenly throughout the year. All right, bucket two is your wants. And so this bucket is dedicated to non-essential and potentially some fun items. Uh, do you have a monthly subscription that you're not, that's maybe not a necessity, but comes out on a monthly basis? So consider subscriptions part of this bucket. For example, I prioritize my cycle bar membership where I go to cycle class, but I know that if money gets tight, I can always drop that membership because it's not a necessity for me and it's not needed on a day-to-day basis to keep my life going or my children. Children's life going. Uh, Other items you can include in this bucket are you know travel, entertainment, meals out, clothing. Uh, Some of us argue that clothing could be put into a a bucket one but I think a lot of us have you know a wardrobe that we can work with and that uh, if we wanted to spend more money it is on a discretionary basis for that clothing. So obviously go back and forth uh, amongst you know yourselves and talk with your spouse about it just to determine you know what might actually be a discretionary spending or a want spending now bucket three is savings and debt so this bucket is important because we can start to set our savings goals and our debt goals we first need to know uh, that this bucket is 20 percent of your net income and should be used towards increasing your savings towards goals or reducing your debt. So uh, it's important to revisit your goals with this bucket because every situation is different uh, for for everyone. Although a few good places to start with saving and paying off debt are as follows and most people will, will have these in there in this bucket. One is an emergency fund so ensure you have about six months of your need expenses so those non-discretionary expenses uh, in an emergency fund and some people may feel more comfortable with a little bit more than that so obviously have that conversation but creating this budget will actually help you determine what is needed on that needs basis. So uh, another another item that falls in this bucket is retirement 401ks Roths so those should be carved out in this bucket as well. Uh, debt payments, so taking a look at your credit card debts or any other debt that you have out there that you want to pay down, looking at higher interest, or maybe you want to just knock out some of the smaller ones that are out there just to have that feel good moment of getting those out of the way, Uh, but this is a good time to take care of that debt payment and and have that part of the 20% uh, payment there. And then look at your spending goals. So. For my husband and I we are working on finishing our basement. Uh, it's unfinished now and we have set aside money in this bucket on a monthly basis to reach our goal for saving for remodeling the basement. Um, it wasn't a priority for us over retirement or over saving for our kids college or anything like that. We just felt that it was a, a, a saving goal um, but we wanted to prioritize it in the right, right way as well. So now uh, you may be thinking, well, how do I track this right? Um, you have these three buckets, but I can I can visualize the three buckets, but how do I actually track it? I have a few different ways and I think everyone's mind works a little bit differently. So I'll talk about three different ways and then you can decide what works best for you. So option one is creating a spreadsheet. So I think, A lot of us may be comfortable with Excel, Uh, you know, some of us are are not quite there yet and that's okay. So maybe a Word document would be another option for you or just even writing it down. But basically with the top line, insert your net income for each person in your family. So what do we get into our bank account each day? From there, set up three different sections. So which are those three different buckets, 50% for uh, for my needs. 30% for my wants and 20% for my saving and using down or paying down debt. Um, List all the expenses or the averages uh, amount that you pay for each expense in each of those columns. So obviously when you have bucket one, which is your uh, needs bucket, you're gonna list your mortgage and then the amount that's paid. You're gonna list daycare expenses and the amount that's paid each month and go on and on and on. And then you'll tally that first bucket up. You'll do the same for the second bucket and the third. And then use your calculator and figure out how close you are to that 50, 30, 20. Um, This is a good exercise just to see where you're at right away. And you may be off kilter, but what I do find is, especially bucket one that needs bucket, a lot of people are on target just because that's kind of how things end up, right? I mean, if you're if you have a home that you haven't overpurchased on or if you aren't swimming in you know your uh, your student loan debt things like that you know there are it usually evens out pretty okay it's that second bucket that that uh, wants bucket that gets people in trouble <laughs> a little bit so option 2 for setting a budget and getting this organized is set of bank accounts for each bucket and this one is a little bit more legwork it's a bit of a workout but what you do is you set up one checking account for where all of your income gets dumped into so that's the bank account you want to give hr to have your payments go into this bucket and from there set up three other checking accounts and what that would look like is you transfer 50 percent each month into that first bucket which then you link up to pay all of your bills your utilities and pay your groceries from and then you have 30 percent and you divvy that into bucket two and that may be something where uh, you link your credit card to and that all of your discretionary expenses get paid out of that bucket and then the third bucket would be 20 percent of paying down debt and uh and savings so you have three separate buckets that are very clear they fill up each month and they're probably depleted by the end of each month The third way is a little bit of a hybrid and it it includes uh, the option I just talked about and and includes also a cash system. So what I like about this is that bucket one, which is your needs bucket, those are auto bills. You're not going to want to take cash out for that, right? You're just going to want those bills to be paid each month Uh, and, and same with bucket three which is your saving and debt repayments. Those are auto payments that are going to go straight to a a savings account or your Roth or your uh, savings, um, loan payments, etc. But that bucket two, which is your wants bucket, that's where we all get into trouble a little bit, right? So um, in that bucket, it might be wise to take that out in cash. And then you have cash at the beginning of each month and you're able to see that in your hand and as it dwindles down towards the end of the month, you you understand that this money is going away. We need to either um, slow down spending or we know that, oh, we have some left at the at end of this month. Maybe we can pour it over into the next month, right? So it's a little bit more of a visual hands-on method. Uh, so this is all I have for you today on budgeting. I hope you've picked up a few good tidbits. If anything, I recommend that you at least do an assessment of your budget where you're currently at. Uh, then you can make any adjustments going uh, into the months ahead, whether you use the options I listed previously, or you, know, you just Get your assessment and you have a feel for where you're at. Maybe you really do need to do an exercise and do the cash method and and spend a little bit more wisely on a month to month basis or you might find out, gosh, we're doing okay Or. We could really, you know, save towards our goals a little bit more if we just, you know, shifted some percentages around. So I think it's a great exercise. It's a good conversation to have with your spouse or just, you know, with yourself and just figure out where your spending habits really lie. Uh, Thank you again for tuning into episode seven of Women Own Wealth. Hope to see you next time. Uh, We'll be diving into a different topic. And uh, I do hope that you tune into my uh, or check out my Instagram because I'll be posting some visuals on the budget system and just some tidbits that hopefully you can take into this uh, budgeting exercise as well. So take care. Thanks again. Bye-bye.